0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here at my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And no Garrett Price right now. He has some commitments going on, and we had to do this show uh, a little early, because right now, when you're listening to this, as we record this on a Thursday, Matt and I are currently in Outer Banks, North Carolina, tanning our calves. Looking good, Matt. Getting
1: those calves so nice and crispy. Yeah, by this They're gonna be so good.
0: By this time you're listening to this, we're already about four days into our vacation. We're probably super tan. We're probably intoxicated hmm. as, as you're listening to this right now. We're probably literally intoxicated. Uh, so I bet we're feeling good, our future selves, if we're talking like Bill and Ted kind of style, you know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely <laughs> a good time which i hope they I, I hope they end up making that movie i, I don't know if that, they that made got it. slowed down by the no it's done okay i was i wasn't sure if it got finished with the covid stuff or anything like that
0: i just watched a trailer the other day
1: nice yeah, yeah. i can't i'm looking i'm looking forward i like any kind of time travel type of movies personally
0: yeah go back to some quantum leap even you know going back time. Yeah, it that
1: back was that was that was an excellent yeah that was an excellent show
0: So, while we're doing this, we're going to do a couple short episodes today because we're kind of mailing it in. You know, we're already pretty, we're on vacation when you're listening to this. So, we got one foot out the door. And, (laughs) you know, what we're going to do is answer some of your guys' dynasty questions. Put out there on Twitter, hey, give us some dynasty questions. We're going to answer some of those. Um, You guys give us some probably good questions. We're going to read them live raw you know like old dirty bastard we're gonna get this read these and give our instant reaction to it so we have no idea what these questions are so go down twitter and uh read these and give you guys some sweet ass answers and hopefully make you know maybe your dynasty team a little bit better it's the whole goal i love
1: that o- i love that odb reference man you don't get that all that often that, that raw odbness god, god bless his soul rest, <laughs> uh-huh. it, rest his soul
0: and bless it anything else hope he's up there uh you know liking it raw so um before we get into that, though, let's get a word from our sponsor, Matt, dynastyowner.com. Can't forget to mention dynastyowner.com. It's your new way to play dynasty fantasy football. This is the first year it's in action after the beta testing last year that all you nerd herders helped just put into a good spot. dynastyowner.com gives you the opportunity, you awesome dynasty players, to play dynasty fantasy football in a format where you use an NFL salary cap in actual NFL contracts. So whatever that player's contract is, is what you're shelling out. So not only do you have to be the GM, the owner and the coach, you gotta be the fantasy guru as well. You gotta manage this team and build a team that is cap friendly but ready to dominate. How do you do that? What's the strategy? Well, use Dynasty Owner's mock draft tool to see how you could build an awesome team. I would recommend drafting Lamar Jackson number one overall and then a really sweet tight end like George Kittle number two overall and go from there and attack those rookie running backs. DynastyOwner.com gives you the opportunity to do that and compete for prizes as well. Chase for the ring, weekly prizes, and so much more. You got to check them out today. DynastyOwner.com download the app dynasty owner app it's out now on ios and android and like i said try their mock draft tool for free just dra- just use it to look at it it's so pretty it's such a fun mock draft tool new way to play dynastyowner.com check them out dynastyowner.com so matt are you getting some of
1: these questions here we got here I look forward to this, man. Okay. Uh, I actually, you know, you know, I don't, I don't get on Twitter as much as I probably should. But um, these are the same kind of questions you always see on Twitter. So this is, this is gonna be a fun little show.
0: All right, I'm just gonna go right down a list here, Matt. Um, first one from Colleen Cassidy at Shoebe six one eight. Matt, who's your favorite listener?
1: Wow. Um, well, there aren't too many listeners that I like know intimately, or not intimately, but you <laughs> know, like well enough to name. Because you're on Twitter, but though. like. I, right but like i feel like like our children i don't think we should pick our favorites but uh colleen's definitely our favorite
0: yeah yeah colleen's (laughs) on up there alexa's up there um
1: alexa's definitely up there as well greg
0: greg walton's up there a lot uh he's been supporting the show you know basically you know everybody that's been down since day one they're all my they will always be my numero unos you know the people that have been along for six and a half years uh supporting dynasty nerds supporting the podcast getting the site where it is today, you know, put us in the position to, you know, we always made a promise to dynasty, you know, the dynasty players out there was as you support the podcast and support the site and back before you even had the nerd herd where people would just send us donations. Um, all that money would always go back into the site. And when we promote the nerd herd, I always want everybody to remember that it's this isn't, you know, Hey, buy me a cup of coffee. And or Matt a cup of coffee for that $3 a month. It's literally to reinvest in the Dynasty community and put us in position to build really cool tools for you and hire more writers and more quality writers and put out more content and pay for new things. So all this money that comes in, we literally put it back into the Dynasty community. Uh, It's it's made us fortunate enough too to make out this new tool that we're going to be launching here. Uh, Hopefully July 1st is our launch date. And a tool that's going to grow, and we think that's going to be a game changer in the Dynasty community that will eventually grow into uh, the most amazing tool ever. But right out the gates, you guys, I promise you one thing, and I know, Matt, you've seen it as well. You guys are going to absolutely love it. I mean, for me, somebody who's been playing Dynasty for 17 years and has 20 leagues, this thing is, it's just, it's a darling to me. I absolutely love
1: it. So it, it, yeah, it's amazing, man. I can't I can't wait for it to launch either. I don't think we should let the cat out the bag too much.
0: No, no, that's it. That's all I said, Matt. That's all I said.
1: No more bag. No, the cat's back in the <laughs> bag. Cats in the put bag. the cat back in the bag rich Damn we're,
0: we're beta <laughs> testing in two weeks and then july 1st but uh so all those everybody i love everybody that supports us that has been down since the nerd herd i love everybody that follows the site i love everybody in the facebook community but everybody that's been down since day one will of course hold a special you know place in my heart and like i said you know supporting dynasty nerds supporting us it's not just supporting us it's just supporting the dynasty community and our our goal has not changed matt in over six and a half years of doing the podcast and you know owning dynasty nerds it's just what can we do to expand the game of dynasty and make Let's it better go the game yeah yep. that's the goal here and then also give you really sweet ass advice so you can dominate your leagues which is what well, we've done a pretty good job so far in, uh over this time matt yeah we have chris ford he's been down for a long time here says you gentlemen live dangerously i see won't find me testing that rona have fun i guess stay safe most of all we'll be safe we're going to be quarantining with our good friends. This is a trip we do every year. Um, and listen, if we got to go, we might as well go together, right?
1: Right. There wasn't really a question in there to answer, but I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, well wishing us uh, on our way.
0: Matt, if we both had to go, who would you hope goes first, me or you? I hope you go first.
1: Well, I was going to say you, of course. <laughs> oh,
0: <man. laughs> uh, I guess I'd be less sad, I guess. The, That's what friends are for. <laughs> Thanks. Just give, give me a couple extra tears, please. Um, Definitely will. Next yes. question comes from B- Brian Davel at the Blue Ribbons. When you're wait, wrong- did you say
1: Brian D- Brian Dable? No, no, no. Is he's he out there.
0: Uh, he Brian Dable's now. He's busy having Brett Favre and paint man talk to Josh Allen to boost his game this week. So he's a little busy. Gotcha. This is Brian Davel, kind of like a navel, you know? Okay,
1: okay, Your, okay, gotcha. your food with, source with when you're inside your
0: mama's belly. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right, all right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard, I read something about like you can like rub oils in your belly button and like can cure a lot of stuff. I should probably research that a little bit more. Yeah. Before
1: you, before you give a bunch of bad advice to people, <laughs>
0: start, start, start rubbing that oil up in your belly button. Oh man. And you go first. <laughs> uh, right, uh, then. Brian Davils question, Matt is when your roster is super deep and full of young players and you don't want to drop your young players, what do you do with your draft picks? What is the best strategy?
1: hmm i'm wondering if he has a taxi squad or not
0: well that's definitely a definitely good way to solve it
1: right i mean if they have a taxi squad obviously you're just going to keep drafting young players and and stick with it but if it's, it almost sounds like it's one of those situations where he's going to have to make room by dropping some young players just in order to draft oh, so. no
0: no you don't do that that's, that's not that matt that's not sound advice it's not sound advice. Listen.
1: No, I'm, you, I'm not suggesting that. No, when, at all.
0: When you listen to my advice a little bit more than Matt's advice, you end up with a really good roster <laughs> and deep and loaded with draft picks. No, I'm just kidding with both of our advice. And <laughs> the whole point is to do that. And what you do, what you do, Brian, is when you acquire all those young players and draft picks is now you're in a position to just upgrade, right? So you you need room on your roster. You don't cut anybody. You start putting together these package deals to upgrade on talent. Because if you have a lot of young talent and draft picks, this is, this is, you know, the, 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 the bounty that you need to upgrade to grab guys like Tyree Kill or Michael Thomas's or DJ Moore's or Saquon Barkley's or even to move up in drafts to get you know Clyde Edwards a layer or the Jonathan Taylors or JJ Dobbins. This is this is the whole point of grabbing all this talent is to upgrade. I've been making trades, Matt in our in our 17 year old league and you know i've been acquiring talent over all these years it's put I, I was looking at my roster the other day saying looking at my starting lineup and every player in my roster besides drew Brees is a player that i traded for not that i drafted and that's just years of accumulating good draft picks and good players because then you can start packaging players to upgrade that that set player so if you have you know i'm trying to think of a, a, a decent young you know, a decent younger wide receiver, some upside. Say you have the number four overall pick, or then say you have number six overall pick, and you have Darius Slayton because you listen to the podcast and Stephon Diggs, and you're like, okay, I want to make an upgrade here. Who can I get? Well, with Darius Slayton, Stephon Diggs, and the number six overall pick, you should be able to be in a position to move up and get a player like tyree kill or DeAndre Hopkins plus. You know what I'm saying, Matt? Like, this is what you want to do. You want to start making package deals just to upgrade that position. You might have a good player, but there's a better player out there. Unless you have the, the number one, the number two, and the number three overall receiver, the number one, number two running back, and the number one tight end, you can always upgrade your roster. And that should be your goal is to make package deals. And worst case, Matt, then you just go ahead and you flip that draft capital for future draft capital. You know, maybe do a team that has a, say you have the six pick, and you can't make that pick because nobody wants to trade with you then you look for a person that has a top six pick now and you hey i'll give you the six pick now you give me your first next year and your second in 2022 and you start you start acquiring capital down the road as well
1: and that's absolutely what you have to do man you, you, you i mean if you, if you absolutely have to do something you know to, to make room on your roster it, it's exactly what it, it's a it's a three-for-one type of deal where you're getting Uh, The the best player, but the person who, you know, who's giving up the one player needs, needs some more depth or something like that. You look for those kind of deals and and that's, that's going to allow you to continue on either picking young players or, you know, you're going to package up some, some picks in there as well. And that's going to alleviate some of the pressure uh, of needing to, to, to draft people and, and to dump some of these guys off your roster.
0: That's how you do it, Matt. That's how you mm-hmm. upgrade and make everything just a little bit better on your roster. And that's the ultimate goal. It's not about having the most depth in Dynasty. We, we've we talked about this before, Matt, over the years of like everybody. Oh, I have the best team on paper. I have the most depth. Like, okay, that's cool and all. And you need some depth when you get the championship game. But who has the best starting roster? Because it's right. starting rosters that win championships, not depth. You know, that's great. You have six, seven you have seven awesome wide receivers, but if you don't have two good running backs, that's all a moot point. I mean, we had a team at in our seventeen year old league, I miss mean, like three, four years ago. They probably had the best one of the best one, two, three wide receivers that we've seen in a long time in our league, probably since Honestly, you know, I have DJ Moore, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins now. Like, it was that good, but he had no running backs and he didn't win the title because it didn't matter how good it is. It takes a team like the NFL, it takes a good, complete team to win a dynasty league. It's there's too many, definitely when you get a couple years in, there's too many good teams at the top that you have to compete with where just one strong roster spot is not going to get it done
1: right cuz it only takes i mean in the playoffs it takes one bad week from from your best player if if you don't have if you know if you're lacking in a couple other spots one down week from one of those guys and and you're out you know you're not going to make it you're not advancing so you you really need a full roster of high quality players top to bottom with a couple of you know two or three studs and that's what it takes ever you know most championships are built that way
0: for sure, man. And that's, and that's, you can't never forget that, man. No, but if any other dynasty podcast or any other dynasty side or anybody at all in your circle is telling you differently, the whole point of playing is to win your league. We talk about it all the time about, Hey, overpaying to go all in on a year just so you can win. And we've had some people do that in our league this year, man. It's just, it's trying to win. That's your, that's your ultimate focus. When you blow your team up or you reload, it's the, it's cause you're trying to win and you know, you can't win this year. So you gotta, you gotta I'm- reload.
1: I mean, there's a full-on Cold War going on between you and a, another team right now, and these trades are just starting to get ridiculous. But yeah, um, man, I built. I mean, I, I mean, it's I built it, and now they're coming. It's good. It's exciting because I mean, it, it went from one of these things where the league was—I don't want to say it was stagnant, but we, you know, we hadn't done our rookie draft yet, and there's just not a lot of news going on in the NFL right now. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of—you know—I think I, I kind of maybe broke the dam a little bit because I, I traded with the other person that started this arms race with just like a little trade, but then you came in with a big one and now he's making a big, an, another big move to counter that off the, uh, you know, counter that one. Now he's making another small move today and it it's exciting, man. And it's fun, uh, you know, just to see what's going on and see who's making moves and, and kind of the trickle effect, um, throughout the entire league. Cause now some guys, I think they were, you know, they were going to be competitors this year. Maybe they're, maybe they're second thinking that they're second guessing that that and maybe they're going to start making moves to unload some players as well. We'll see. Or
0: acquire, you know what I mean? Or they Or acquire, absolutely. At this yep. point you have to I mean, we've kind of put your the you know the pedal to the metal. Like, I'm all in in that league. I've given up two years worth of draft picks, all my draft picks this year, all my draft picks next year. I gave up Stefan Diggs, I gave up Karian Johnson, um I gave up another player Austin Sterling Shepherd, and but I formed a very competitive roster. In my opinion, Matt, it's the best starting roster our league's ever seen in the 17 years and I I know it's my team, so I could say that, but I really feel this is one of the most dominant rosters our league has seen. You know, for the listeners, I, I that make all these moves. You know, I, I've come in second place in this league way too many times. I've only got a couple championships, but uh, uh, my starting quarterbacks, Drew Brees, and my running backs are Saquon Barkley and Joe Mixon, backed up by Melvin Gordon. And my starting receivers are Tyree Kill, DJ Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, and my tight end, George Kittle. I'm ready to rock, Matt. I'm ready to rock.
1: I think you have Gronk too, don't you? Yeah, don't I know, but
0: I, I just want to get my starting <laughs> roster. I also got Darius Slayton, and Preston Williams, you know. I got I got depth, a little bit of depth, but I'm all in. Uh yep, and I feel you, good about it. You definitely it. are. Yeah. And then he made a move. He went out there and moved. I made a move for DJ Moore and Joe Mixon. Was my big trade where I gave up all that capital and he made a big move for Julio Jones and Amari Cooper. Um I like my trade. I, I his his trade helps him. I actually liked the other guys what he got in return. Um, getting Debo Samuel and all those draft picks for those guys, and he's got Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, uh, Big Ben, and his receivers are Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, and his tight end is Darren Waller. So,
1: right, right. Honestly, honestly, both of those trades really worked out for both sides, I think, because the trade that you made, that you gave up all those assets and, and future draft picks, was to a team that it was an, it was basically an orphan, the guy that was that was you know in our league for a long time decided to step away and he was kind of one of those owners that was neglecting his team for the past few years anyway so there was there was a lot of of needed upgrades, I would say, and that guy just, you know, he, so he didn't have any connection to the players, didn't have any, you know, didn't care a, a about the, you know, any of those guys like on a personal level. Like some of us can grow attached to our players, he just immediately started flipping guys and and making trades, and and he's he went from having little to no assets in the draft and, and on his roster to having a full roster and a bunch of draft picks uh, pretty quickly. So that that worked out well, and and the the other trade that you the, the you know the the second person's trade um the guy just decided that he was gonna he's moving into a, a rebuild mode so that was a perfect jump start to his rebuild so Agreed. it worked out great for both sides yeah
0: next question comes from tim bremersch at tim tim has been down i feel like since day one uh so thank you tim considering selling zach Ertz in a tight end premium Devi league also i have hooper hurst goddard and rudolph looking to get deeper at wide receiver while moving an older player I'm probably at least one year away from contending. Good idea. Which range of wide receivers should I aim for? Cheers from Belgium.
1: Uh, Well, I mean. uh, Selling
0: Zach Ertz right now, I feel Zach Ertz just about to turn 30. Um, Still a high-end quality tight end. I was all about selling Zach Ertz. I feel like his values flipped a little bit because everybody wants to sell him now because of Goddard that he's actually somewhat of a value here. Um, I think you still get a first for Zach Ertz you might not be able to get a 21st a 2020 but I'd be totally okay with how deep this year's draft class next year's draft class is at receiver for trading him for 21 first. now Tim said Matt he needs a receiver so what kind of receiver do you think you can get for Zach Ertz today or would you try and do like just flip him straight up for another older player like Julio Jones um would you be okay with flipping him maybe for like Darius, like trying to get a Darius Slayton or Preston Williams plus like a 2022nd, 20, 20 I'd be okay with those, both those scenarios. Like getting Julio Jones straight up because his tight ends, I'm okay with his other tight ends and having just Hurst and Hooper. And then bringing in like a Julio Jones, even though he said he's a year away, I'd probably feel a little bit more comfortable if I can get like, a Darius Slayton, a Preston Williams in a second. a second, I feel like I can get a good quality upside player, and then I feel like I'm telling the owner I'm taking a risk with a guy like Darius Slayton and Preston Williams, hoping that they're not the one-year wonders.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I feel like you could do a little bit better than those two. Um, I was thinking almost on the lines of a, a Cortland Sutton, but that might be a little bit... Too high to swing for, for um, with zackers but it's a tight end premium, so you, you know that might not be oh, asking yeah, tight too much.
0: Premium, yeah, you're right. Um,
1: to be to, to be honest, so uh, I mean, I would I would I would shoot for a Cortland Sutton Sutton type of guy, you know, a younger guy that has produced, um, looks good, um, and that way you get younger at, at a position of need. Yeah,
0: really. you're right. It is tight end premium. I I, I missed that, so yes, yeah, you put, you could do better. I'd want more than uh Darius Slayton. I'd just shoot for I'd shoot for a, like a good 2021st this year mid-range um where then maybe you could flip that pick into the receiver you know what I mean like maybe you can acquire the pick if nobody's willing to trade it straight up but you can get the pick and you turn it into the receiver but Courtland Sun's not a bad target there maybe even a Stephon Diggs uh, as a solid target as well but I'm looking at either or a Robert what do you think about a Robert Woods Matt
1: uh, to me, too old. Uh, you're you know you're going from a tight end that I think he's trying to ship off because he's getting a little older uh-huh. to to a wide receiver who's 28. I mean he's he's right behind Zach Ertz as far as age. So I, I personally would shoot for a little bit younger of a okay. prospect. Yeah, I mean I'd I like, like Robert Woods. We we talked about him last show, uh, but I just I, I would want to get a little bit younger.
0: Yeah, see I'd be okay getting a Jarvis Landry or a Robert Woods. I would because if I if I'm going all in for next year, like I. I <laughs>
1: You can only go so
0: young. Um, like the the good quality young guys are going to be really hard to acquire. I said, Cortland Sutton's probably a good one, Matt. That's a good one. And I'd say Robert Woods or Jarvis Landry. Let's go on. The next question comes from Julian Ferreira at, at Red Hot Drummer. What are your, some of your recommendations you can make for players drafted in a dynasty startup and wanting to win the league in year one, Matt?
1: I mean, obviously, if if you're if you're going for the startup league and and you want to win right away, I mean, you're going to start loading up on the vets and, and the guys that are proven, because um, you know what you're you know the guys that haven't bounced around from team to team, the guys that are are steady Eddie, the most uh, you look for the guys that that produce on a week in and week out basis uh, at a predictable level, and and I mean that's that's what I'd be shooting for personally if I was if I was trying to win, and I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't care as much about um, getting young or, or getting a ton of young talent anyway. I, I would I would load up on more of the veterans personally. Yeah,
0: you're almost looking at it's just a redraft. I mean you're right. looking at you're looking at redraft rankings essentially and you'll see these players but make sure you look at ADP too, so you're not just overly reaching would be the best bet, but get a really good solid redraft lift list and go down that list. That's the best advice I would give out there. Matt, before we get to our next question, I want to top, stop and take a word from a sponsor. One of our newer sponsors been working with her once a month. And I'm really excited to see you finally, Matt, after, because uh, when they first advertised and we got their stuff, we went in quarantine. So you weren't able to get your part of this deal, but I have it for you. And this is, nice. this is brought to you by Bud's Butter CBD company. That's right. Bud's Butter is a family-owned CBD company that specializes in farming, processing, and producing high-quality CBD products at a very affordable price. Bud's Butter has been in the CBD industry since 2017. They have a wide variety of CBD products giving their customers a tastier way to cook and bake with CBD. Tanner and Levi Bud's are brothers Owners, and best of all, they're longtime Dynasty Nerds listeners. So, what they're gonna do for us, since they're fans, is they're gonna give our listeners a 20% off with free shipping on all orders over $20 with the promo code NERD. Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping on all orders over $20 with the promo code NERD. Check out all their products. At budsbutter.com that is B-U-D-Z butter butter.com budsbutter tinctures are made with high quality CBD extract that they farm themselves most companies buy their CBD extract from an outside source because buds butter farms their own high quality hemp they pass their savings onto the end of to the customer to give a high quality product at a great price try their unflavored mint or hazelnut flavored tinctures today. Be sure to use the code nerd at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. And guys, I got to say this is a product I do use um, before I was using the uh, vanilla uh, cream to put in my coffee. And now I started using the tincture, the hazelnut mat, the drip, the droplets. And yeah. I absolutely love it. And I know Matt, you're going to enjoy this too. For somebody that works out, I'm very active and despise all the time. I do get sore a lot, but I drink, the C, when I use the CBD oil, not only do I feel tremendously less sore, but I just feel even more uplifted, more focused, and more energetic. It's weird how it just, it works so well with me. And I just put it in my coffee in the morning. I just put in the, you know, the droplet. I put it in there, and all of a sudden, I just feel really good. I don't feel sore at all, and I feel like laser focused and ready to get stuff done. So it's really good for me in the morning, and I absolutely love it. So I try to use it like every other day before I go to work, put in my coffee. And for me personally, CBD oil, Bud's butter CBD oil is the only one I've ever used. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Make sure you guys check them out today at budsbutter.com. Use it. They have good on their site. There's tons of different benefits of using CBD oil health benefits that the list is so long. You need to get on budsbutter.com and check it out. Budsbutter.com use the promo code nerd, to save 20% off and get free shipping.
1: Yeah, that's a great deal, man. Plus, those those people are really nice. You know, um, obviously, when they they sent their first uh, check in for our first advertisement, they like hand wrote a nice little net uh, a nice little letter in there and, and everything. So they they're really nice people as well.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't be advertising with them if it didn't. You know, if we thought it was crap. So now it good, we happy, not only was good. We're now was happy to have them come back. But like, I'm just still happy to have their products. And when it runs out, I can't wait to buy more of it because, again, I I think I'm gonna be a lifelong customer because it really does make a difference. Uh, so you guys need to check that out. Matt, next question here comes from Arnold Venker at Arnold Venker. How would you consider how high would you consider drafting your third QB in a startup superflex tight end premium? QBs are never cheaper than in a startup, but would you pull the trigger with Burrow, Wentz, or Allen in the third if you already went QB, QB in the first and second? Thanks.
1: Ooh, I mean, that's a little bit tough. Um, if you've gone QB, QB first and, and second round, I have a hard time justifying a third one. Just because, I mean, you got to eventually start building a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, me personally, that's that's too rich for my blood. I'll I'll be moving on to an, another another position, probably you know, likely a wide receiver, or if it's you know tight end premium, I might be going tight end as well. So for me, no, I'm out on the third round type of guy. I would maybe swoop back around in in the fifth round or something like that. If there's um, good value. If, if there's a good value there, um, I, I would be okay with that, but third round's too much for me.
0: Yeah, I always want to make sure I get that third QB in a Superflex startup. So the guy I'm always targeting so far in all my new startups that I'm doing is, like, I'm waiting till like, you said, sixth, seventh round, maybe he's late, as eighth. And I'm just looking for guys I think really good value right now in Superflex personally are, is David Carr and Dwayne Haskins. David is still in his 20s. I think he's 28, 29.
1: Got David some, Carr's not Derek probably. Derek Carr.
0: <laughs> I, I've done this for like what two weeks in a row now. I can't get anybody's name right. I need some more Bud's butter so I can focus. Um, you know, I'm targeting him because his team's been abysmal, so he's taking a huge hit in the dynasty community with the news that he possibly might get traded. They just added some really good weapons for him and Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. Dwayne Haskins is only 23 years old and still there in Washington and the starter in Washington. So those are two guys that I really like to target. Later in my drafts as a nice solid third QBs unless like you said, Matt, somebody slips and the value is too, too good because then I can always flip that player for a draft pick and a player down the road.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, if I was picking somebody that high, if I was picking somebody in the third round, it, it, it'd be because it was a first round type of guy, and I was I was thinking about flipping him immediately. He wouldn't be my third guy long term. You know what I mean? So, I just three in a row uh, off off the rip. I mean, crazier things have happened. I, I mean, people I'm sure have done it. it. It just I wouldn't do it. I'm trying yeah, to build. Yeah, it's, better, kind of, it's you know,
0: counterproductive, Matt, because you're literally right. the player you're, you're drafting that quarterback there. And if you can't kill the – like, you have to kill the draft after that, which is possible, but then you're probably just going to end up trading that player for a player you could have just drafted in that round anyways.
1: Uh, exactly. Yep.
0: So next question comes from Dylan Stoll. How long do you typically give incoming rookies develop before pulling the plug? Is this position dependent?
1: Um, I mean, I, I think it is a little bit uh, position dependent. Uh, you know, sometimes – Obviously, the tight ends we talk about it a lot. They take at least three years to develop, so I usually give those guys a little bit more leeway. A possible, you know, possibility at the quarterback position. Not probably not so much anymore because you know the NFL teams are turning the page a lot quicker than they used to on those guys. But uh, definitely tight end um, a little bit longer, and and wide receiver a little bit longer as well. For me, I, yeah. I, I give them. Obviously, you know our rules are. That we have taxi squads for two years, so we don't have to make any sort of decisions until until year three. So, very rarely do I draft a tight end or a wide receiver and not end up promoting them onto my active roster during their third year because I still want to give them that third year usually. I've yeah. definitely done, you know, running backs I've dumped before plenty of times. I mean, there have been tight ends that I've dumped if they've shown nothing. Um, and there's going to be a quarterback, you know, this year I, I drafted, um, Josh Rosen, he's not going to make it onto my active roster um, unless something crazy happens. He ends up getting traded, but he's he's going to end up getting dumped. So, um, but the tight ends, the tight ends and wide receivers, I will.
0: Yeah, for the most part, I'm with you, Matt. If I can, you know, quarterbacks and running backs are definitely the first to go after two years. I'm okay with that. But, but I'm with you for the most part. I want to give every player that I draft three years. But like you said, if it's if it's my fourth, fifth, sixth round pick and they've done nothing whatsoever it's time to promote another taxi squad. I got a good team. I'm, I'm totally okay with just cutting them. And if something happens in their third year, so be it. Because if I'm cutting them, that means my team's in a position that I don't really need them anyways. Exactly. So yep. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next question. Here comes uh Kuj Tim at Kiki. Josh 32 is Cortland Sutton value still good or should I sell after first few weeks? Uh, if he does well in the season. So for me, Matt, If he does, Corlin's son did well last year. And if he comes out, if he starts the first couple weeks well again this year, I'm absolutely not selling him. He's still a high-quality, second-round pick for the Broncos on a team that's really building a very solid roster for Drew Locke. And just because they have all these weapons on this team does not mean they can't all produce in fantasy. I mean, go back to the Rams a couple years ago. They had Brandon Cooks. They had... Cooper Cup, they had Robert Woods and Todd Gurley. All of them were fantasy assets. So just because there's a lot of good fantasy players on their team, that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean they can't produce. You, you know, it just it opens things up more so for him. It'd be like another player, if it's he's the only good player on their team, you could focus on him and stop him if you really try to. Uh so for me, I'm not selling Cortland Sutton. I mean, every player is for sale, obviously, but uh, for for me, Cortland Sutton, I'm still a big time believer in in his talent. I think he's a great X receiver. I think him and Jerry Judy are going to be dynamic for years to come. Uh, no offense, quality there too, but for me, those are the two one two receiver, and they're going to be for a while. And I've already seen Cortland Sutton produce at a high end. I think he he's the kind of receiver that can have wide receiver one years, and at them for the most part be a very solid wide receiver too, which is a championship caliber player.
1: I'm I'm with you. Uh, I echo basically everything you just said. So I'm not going to say it all over again. Um, you, you don't need to sell Cortland Sutton if he does well for for two games. I think he's I think he's at least proven enough to me that he's going to be a good long term asset for sure.
0: Nice. Next question comes from here. We're gonna do a couple more Matt for the show is comes from at uh, young in seven, six, eight Ridley or Julio at the two, three turn. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not drafting Julio in the third round of uh, a yeah, startup. Draft. That's,
1: that's too high for Julio in my opinion as well. I mean, I think I don't know if he's trying to get at the boil boil us down to like who we see as a better asset. I mean, obviously Julio Jones for the next two years is going to be a much better asset, but um, Calvin Ridley long term is get, going to be he's going to be around for the next ten years. So um, you know if you're doing a startup, you're gonna you're gonna want to go with the youth over. over um, over julio unless you're trying to do like like that last you know a couple person couple people before are, are, are trying to win right out of the gate the first year and then you're going to go julio so yeah i guess that, me, that's I, my advice
0: in a dynasty startup matt i'm never taking a player uh over 30 in my in my top three top four rounds honestly i just i know julio's elite i know he's a great talent but when i'm building a dynasty roster i'm trying to win now but i'm also trying to make sure i don't Put myself in a rebuild mode right as the league's getting into it within two years. You know, what I mean, I'm trying to build a solid team that I feel happy with for about two to three years out the gates.
1: Absolutely. The only reason I would say Julio is is if, you know, like that previous um, person's yeah. question, you know, it, how do you win year one, uh, you know, out of the startup, you draft guys like Julio Jones, because those are, are guys that are going to be sliding and going to be available in round three, because people, you know, people are thinking more long term and and, and norm- normally in startups. So they're not going to want to draft Julio Jones, but it's by far, he's by far the better player, you know, in, in the next year or two, in my opinion.
0: And to be honest, young and seven, six eight, two, at the two three turn, there's gonna be a there should be a better receiver than, even than Calvin Ridley, if I'm being honest. Um at that point you just have better options. I would go ahead and go look at our Dynasty nerds rankings to put yourself in a really good position to dominate your league. You know, we make sure our writers and ourselves put a lot of time into the rankings to make sure that you're in a position to well, like we said Dominate startup draft and see good value i have an. i'm updating my when we're driving it's a it's a 13 hour drive matt and i'm actually i've been waiting to do this i'm gonna dive deep into my rankings this saturday uh as we're driving and go through every single position and just thoroughly make sure my rankings are where they need to be because i'm not gonna look at them for another week after that because i'm gonna be uh drinking margaritas eating guacamole yeah
1: absolutely (laughs) next
0: question comes from at english tg22 what is the value in using a trade calculator for dynasty uh for me matt using a trade calculator in dynasty i think what's really the good value there is not to prove your point to somebody going oh look this calculator says this that that you win this trade or it's a fair trade i think it's even better so to make sure you're not way off base i think it's a good tool to use not to give to the other player to say hey look you can use it for that saying look by this by the nerds calculator or dynasty trade calculator from DTC says this is a fair trade if somebody's arguing against you which it's it's a moot point because if that other owner doesn't think it's a fair trade he's the owner so his only value lies in his eyes but what I really like using them for Matt is to make sure I'm not way off base one I'm not overpaying drastically right like Oh, I'm going to offer this. And you put in the straight track, You're like, wow, like this says I'm overpaying by a lot. Let me sit back and readjust. Or for the opposite, like it says, you're underpaying drastically. And sometimes that can hurt you just as bad where you go to a player. You're not even going to get a, a, a counter because the trade you sent was so boo-boo that they feel insulted because you're so off base. So it gets you in a position to start adding some players in there, mess around it with that way to kind of get – you know, what the community would think of or us, us as a site, cause the dynasty nerds, you know, using Dynasty nerds, trade calculator coming soon, um, could put you in a position to offer what for the most part, Matt, a fair trade, you know, make sure you're not overpaying, make sure you're not underpaying either.
1: No, absolutely. I think you, you nailed it there. You don't want to get a reputation, Um, in your league as the guy that that offers terrible trades. Um, So these these trade calculators, a lot of the times they're going to get you close, but you do need a human element involved as well. Like you need to know who you're dealing with um, in your league. You need to know, uh, you know, and and that could be through past dealings or just actually knowing the player, the person, or sending feeler offers. So it, you know, you you, you get a, a dynasty, you know, a, a trade calculator type of thing, and it's going to set you up with something that's at least close. It's not like like you said, Rich. It's not going to get an automatic rejection and and with no counter offer. But you know you do have to go in there with your own style, um, and 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 kind of approach the person in a certain in in a certain manner anyway. Um, but but the calculators are good for at least getting you close, and and that way you're not screwing yourself as well. So I, I like I like exactly what you said there, Rich. I think you nailed it.
0: Yeah, and like I said, dynasty trade calculator possibly coming soon to us,
1: possibly, Matt, Rich. Stop stop talking. Stop talking. Uh,
0: So, um, all right, guys, that's it for this episode. Hope everyone has a great week. Um, don't hit me up on Twitter this week at Dynasty Rich because I'm not. I'm gonna be a little bit busy. Um, Me neither. At
1: Dynasty at my at Dynasty Matt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll be back next week to talk more all things Dynasty. Uh, hope everybody's staying safe and having a good week out there. And uh, we'll be back next week. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. Ar-
1: Arrivederci. Margarita.